Seminole fans right now need, just need to hush right now. All Seminole fans right now, we need to sit back and chill. I talk a lot of shit. I talk a lot of shit, man, about my Seminoles, man. I love us. At least I do. But, man, this shit here, listen, man, we need to sit back. We need to sit our ass back. That shit there was an embarrassment. We only two weeks into this damn thing and I'm ready to give up! You think I want this? It just happened! His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was on track? Sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? The sports desk. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Sports Desk. Welcome back. Episode 138, 139, 140. I don't really know where we're at right now. But I'm your guy, Desiree L. Hicks Jr., and you know the rest. And this your man, Black. We back in the building for another episode. One of your favorite sportsologists back in the building once again. Yeah, I ain't got a long-winded intro today. I've been holding this in for quite a little while, my boy. And it's time to have some conversations, man. But Black, you know I'm not a selfish man. My guy, I realize what I'm about to do. So I'm going to open up the floor to you, my guy. Black, go ahead. We're here today to open up this show, man. Of course, you know, we're going to talk about some week one in the NFL. We're going to talk week two college football. We're going to talk a lot of football today. But we realists, man. And we know why y'all listening. I said it was going to be everybody's turn around the park. But I just didn't know it would be mine so soon. So, Black, this past Saturday night, man, of course, at Dope Campbell Stadium, the 0-1, Florida State Simmons welcomed in Jacksonville State. Don't even know what their record was at the beginning of the game. We came in, Black, feeling very healthy about the promise of our team in a loss to Notre Dame just the week before. We saw some flashes on the defense, saw some flashes on the offense. There were some things to get excited about with Florida State football uh, about two weeks ago, Labor Day weekend. But oh my God, how the tables turn and how they ever turn so quickly. And like I said last week to all you Miami Hurricane fans who are now listening this week, who didn't listen last week, you know who you are. Welcome to our turn at the park. So Black, you saw what transpired, a 17-14 loss or whatever the hell it was. I don't even remember the final score. I just know that we lost. To Jacksonville State on the final play of the game with already a game that just was not impressive by Florida State. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. So, Black, I'm just going to open up the floor to you, man. So, and just give your sentiments, give your feelings, and give, you know, however it is uh, that you're feeling uh, towards Florida State football after seeing what took place Saturday night. And then, my guy, I will go ahead and uh, dry those dishes for you and put them in the cabinet. Uh, very disgusted. Very disgusted. Um, 
Florida State overnight became a laughing stock of college football. Um, it was a tough, it was a tough pill to swallow. Very tough day for me, but Saturday I was feeling some type of way on Saturday morning, and as I look at college game day, and I'm on my phone at work, and I'm on break, and I'm looking at college game day. Oh man, Florida State's getting praised. Looking at McKenzie Milton's story, Florida State's on his way back. They're doing some great things down there, and I'm saying to myself, man, why are we praising a loss? Why are we praising a loss? I know that the showing was good, blase, blase, oh, okay. But we still lost to Notre Dame in a very close game in overtime. So I wasn't already feeling well Saturday before Florida State even played. I was just like, man, I hope these kids ain't seeing this stuff, not letting it go to their head. We on a short week because we played Sunday. Got to get ready to play a tough, gritty team. In Jacksonville State, who have knocked off FBS schools before. And played us tough last year. Yeah, and played us tough last year. So, I'm uneasy all day Saturday. Mm. And I'm like, man, I just hope they come out here. I can go to bed early. Well, D, that wasn't the case. Mm. As I'm watching the game, I'm getting frustrated with the game. And um, all I remember, man, is like... I was just saying to myself, I can't believe this. So my beautiful wife was like, well, I'm just going to go to bed because I already see what type of mood you're in. <laughs> mm, so as the game go on, I was like, man, we're going to pull this out. We're going to pull it out. And I was like, well, dang, we left these guys too much time. And the quarterback's looking real confident on the sideline. What about a couple of seconds? I mean, on that last drive with, with, a, with a minute and something sure. left. And I'm like, man, he looked too confident on the sideline. He's too poised. Sure. And I said to myself, D, I was like, man, I don't know what's finna happen, but I got a feeling it ain't gonna be good. And man, look at here. Who would have thought on the very last play, Florida State would have got knocked off? <clears throat> D, I literally got up out my seat, off the couch, very comfortable couch, <laughs> and went, cut the TV off, and went to the restroom, and proceeded to barf in the toilet. <laughs> I was sick to my stomach, D. I was sick to my stomach. And then, man, I woke up the next morning after a very long night. I was up to 12 o'clock at night. Oh, disgusting. So I got to work and it doesn't stop there. Oh, no. But you know what? It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I guess as you get older and you yep. don't talk a whole lot, people kind of take it easy on you. Some people do. So Some do. They were like, dang, man. A few people was like, man, we didn't been there before. We know how it feel. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? Yeah, man. I caught some I, of that. Yeah. I, and I openly I apologize to all Florida fans, Virginia Tech fans, Iowa fans, even last week, Washington fans who got beat by Montana Grizzlies. I apologize and said, I openly apologize. No, you know what, D? I'm going to do it here on the show. I openly Apologize to everyone that I clowned to lost the teams that they weren't supposed to lose to. Jesus. No matter what year it was, how far back it was, in prison or what, whatever. Jesus. I apologize. Because you know what? It's not a good feeling. It is not a good feeling. So I apologize to everyone that I've clowned in the past about losing to a, about losing to an FCS school. Mm. But these has been a really tough couple of days, man. Sure. 
been really tough, a couple of tough days for me. I'm staying away from social media. Probably, I'll probably come back to social media maybe Friday leading up to Saturday for college football. Uh, okay. I'm off. Put myself on a... I cut it all off. I hadn't even looked nice at hiatus. it. You know, I, I hiatus, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I liked a few things here and there. Sure. In, anything in group text, I'm not responding. Sure. You know, uh, I just didn't got time for it right now. Yeah. You know, so today was a pretty good day. I finally got out. Only place I was going, working home. Finally got out today, cut the yard. You know, went and got me a fresh cut. You know, I made me an appointment this week. On t- Matter of fact, tomorrow I'm going to get me a facial. <laughs> a little self-care this week. You Absolutely. know, they helped me out. You know, I got the, you know, I got the vibes on the playlist up, man. I even downloaded uh True Religion mixtape uh two chains. Oh my goodness. You know, I got me some of that. I, said I gotta get I, I gotta get my hood a playlist up. Yeah. yeah. So I cut that on, you know, cut me on some JT money. Oh my goodness. You know, I had to get my okay. vibes up, you know, cause my vibes been down, dude. Sure. It been down. Sure. Thanks to yes. But Today, as we record this show, and I know all the all the important people are listening. Absolutely, you have a reason to laugh at us. Sure, <clears throat> it's it's bad when you have a a showing and they praise you. We shouldn't be sitting here praising losing mm-hmm. in any sport. I don't care how you look or what you did. You lost. You lost. And I believe that's what this was. All the hype, all the talk, all the rumors about Norvell, the LSU, all this and that. All this stuff going on. Yeah. You didn't have that team ready to play Mr. Norvell. And you know who I blame? You, sir. It's no reason Florida State Seminole players, athletes, should have came out flat the way they did. And you made up a... Made up just an excuse so, oh man, this is not Florida State. This is not what we do. Why are you saying that? You shouldn't even been put in a position where you have to sit in front of a mic and say that. D, I'm disgusted. I'm bothered. Mm-hmm. I'm worried. Mm-hmm. But you know one thing I did look at? All teams that's lost to FCS teams in the past, good teams like Florida, Iowa, you know, teams like uh, Virginia Tech, they've gotten better after that. Is Florida State in that position to get better after a loss like this, D? I don't know. I really don't know. But something has to be done. Someone, if, 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 if it's something has to be done as far as coaches on the coaching staff, Mr. Norvell, the way we're running this offense, the way the, 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 Defensive schemes that we putting on the field, because there's no way a receiver should catch the ball over three corners. Hmm. D, this is a really tough week for you, boy. Sure. You hadn't heard from me much this week, and I, I apologize not. for that, sir. It's all good, man. I understand. Sorry about the long story, but I know. I'm this disgusted. I don't know. I'm I'm not looking forward to much anymore, D. I don't even know we're going to get our first win this season. Good God. But it's been a very long couple of days for me. But something has to change. Something has to happen. Mm. So, Mm-mm-mm. all you good old Florida fans, Miami fans, sure. whoever you are around the world, enjoy. 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 This is your time. Yep. This is your time, and you know who you are. Mm-hmm. So, D, very, very disgusted. Yes, sir. Something has to happen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
Black, it was hard for me to sit here and hear you go through that, my boy, because you know what? <laughs> Throughout all the BS that Florida State's been through ever since Jimbo Fisher left, you've remained positive. And I'm not going to lie to you, Black. I've been holding on to you, my boy, for positive life coming out of Tallahassee with just seeing how poised you've been over the past, was it three, four years now, fourth year, since we've lost Jimbo Fisher, I believe. To Texas A&M. But. <sighs> but you know what man. This past Saturday night. As I said in my office. And I have multiple college football games going. Because here at the Sports Test. We have the links. And I got. You know. Florida. Florida State. I'm a big TV. I'm watching me a little bit of Michigan. And. Um, uh, Washington. Um, I'm, I'm watching, uh, Arkansas and Texas. I mean, I have a plethora of games going on, um, at the, at the same time. And I'm watching my Florida state Seminoles and I'm saying, wow, okay, we're coming off a high. I kind of expected us to come out a little flat just due to what they went through last week. Tough loss. Those guys gave it all they got, but they lost. So I expected the guys to kind of come in kind of flat coming off a loss. They named McHugh's and Minton to start at the beginning of the game. I didn't really see that coming right away. But I said, okay, this might give us some life. The kids might kind of rally behind McKenzie, his first start in over three or four years since his horrific injury at UCF. The game begins slow, 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 slow. Slow, 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 slow. I'm nervous in the second quarter. I'm going to speed through this. Trust me, people, because I got a lot of points that I got to hit. We get to the third quarter. Now I'm, I'm really nervous now. I'm like, all right, man, what's up? What's up? Like, what, what, why we can't separate from this team? What's going on? And I just kept hearing conversations from me and Black from the year before start to creep in my mind. The offense, the offense, the flow of the offense, the offense. I just keep hearing it. And it just seems stagnant again. We had big plays against Notre Dame. No big plays here. Nothing really happening for us. I didn't get it. Then you bring in the key when I knew that, good God, we could lose this game. Well, you got McKenzie Milton out here in the shotgun position while Jordan Travis is running on a flanker. And you toss it to him as if he is an elite running back to run. Not a trick play to pass the ball down the field. You flick it to the quarterback the backup to run i sit up in my chair michigan washington goes off texas arkansas goes off i cut off every game i got my recliner up to the nose of my tv because i say you know what man i'm starting to get that funny feeling in my stomach we get to the fourth quarter we weigh in and we weigh in we gotta lead oh it's ugly can we just get out of here get out of here with a win we gotta go on the road next week to wait for us opening up in conference play we've had two home games we need this win before we go on the road and then i sit in my tv 
nose to the actual brim of the TV, and I see that we come out in an under-prevent defense. And for all of you who don't know what an under-prevent defense, if you haven't played any type of sport, that is a defense that is playing everything 15, 10 yards and up. Passes, dinks, dunks, screens. That is what that defense is for. You have a corner and a safety over the top. Plenty of room to run if somebody gets free. And by God, with ticks left on the clock, Jacksonville State throws a pass. Not only does this receiver catch the pass, he mosses the corner and literally just runs bye-bye by my starting safety, scores a touchdown, zero Zero, zero on the clock. Jacksonville State, upstates Florida State Seminoles. I've given a lot of emotion. You hear me come in here week in and week out and say, how about my Oregon Ducks? I'm not doing that this week. Shout out to the Ducks. <laughs> I'm not doing that this week. I'm here to set the record straight. I hate to say I told you so, but Novell ain't it. When he was at Memphis, I said it on this show. That man don't got the qualifications to be in Tallahassee. He had a good year at Memphis. We couldn't get the Iowa State head coach to budge. You want to know why? Because he knew what needed to be fixed in Tallahassee. So you go to Mr. Norvell waiting on this big break. Memphis had a big year that year. When 11-1 won their conference. Got to a New Year's six-day bowl game. Norvell is preaching. He's at the top of the mountain, top of his big opportunity. But where's his credentials? Point blank period from this game. Mike Norvell and his coaching staff suck. You can go get a Pop Warner head coach anywhere in the country. And put that same play that Jacksonville State put on Florida State. I guarantee you there's a tackle and the seconds run off the clock and Florida State will win the game. It's simple math. You take your secondary, you push them back, you push your linebackers play, and you play everything up front. This man gets paid millions of dollars to do that. I don't make any money from coaching football and I know that. So he gets up to the podium after the game. I'm done with the game now. He gets up to the podium after the game. They ask him what was up with that defense. And you know what he says? Oh, oh well, oh, well, I'll tell you one thing. They were having much success on the underneath. And we just wanted to keep everything in front of us. We didn't want to give up a completion that could go for the score. Huh? This is Florida State. So now we're not Florida State anymore. We're not respected in this country. Kids at that game who were there, they're not coming. You want to know why the transport portal was hot? You want to know why Florida State got so many guys out of the transport portal? Because schools like the number two ranked Bulldogs and number one Crimson Tide, the number three ranked Tigers didn't have room for them. So they came to Florida State. We got this big time quarterback recruit was supposed to be coming in next year. How much you want to bet he opens up the books? How much you want to bet that he opens up the books? This is flat out disgusting. This is the worst loss I ever seen. The Willie Taggart days were abysmal, but you want to know it's not worse than the Willie Taggart? Because I knew we was trash with Willie. 
I have a single bit of hope with Willie. After his first game when we played Virginia Tech, I saw I was checked out. Norvell gave me a little bit of hope. You want to know why, Black? Because he got a nice talk game. He looked the paw. You run down his credentials on Wikipedia, and they tell you that he could do a little something in Conference USA. Go to the SEC. Hell, go to the Pac-12. Look at the coaches that they bring in and where they come from. <laughs> Willie Tiger, where he came from? He came from Oregon on a brief stint. Where was he at before then? Can anybody tell me? <laughs> Coach Mike Norvell, he was at Memphis for a brief stint. Can anybody tell me where he was before then? Why is Florida State going to the bottom of the map to get coaches to coach this university? The late, great Bobby Bowden built the dynasty. It was unacceptable. To lose at Florida State. You had a two-loss premium at Florida State every single year growing up. My era, I don't know nothing but 10 to 2, 11 and 1, 12 and 0. That's all I know. But now I got guys coming in from the bottom of the mountain who we got to go dig, scratch, and claw and find information for. Why didn't you bring in Deion Sanders? You want to go Mike Norvell? Why didn't bring in Prime? Because I can guarantee you one thing with primetime, elite NFL coaching staff on the sidelines of Florida State University. I don't, I don't care if Deion Sanders can't coach a league. Elite coaching staff. Elite talent would have been on my sideline. And I would have rolled with Prime because you want to know he want to know why? Because he would have had the pieces in place. But no, we didn't do that. We have Mike Novell. Let me go down this list real quick and I'm gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna wrap it up my little list. First of all, Hassan Edwards, you disgust me. You sit up here, Hassan, and you tell me that the transfer portal was going to be the reason why the Reverend Mike Norvell will have us back. Hassan, you sick of me. We're 0-2. Number 63 for Florida State, you backup offensive lineman, had the nerve to propose to your girlfriend. <laughs> After we lost, Jacksonville State is planting the flag in the middle of the freaking field. And you back here proposing to your old lady? Mm. You are a bum. What has it come to? You a bum, sir. And I hope this podcast reaches you. What made you think in your mind that your old lady want to marry a bum like you? <laughs> <laughs> you just lost the Jacksonville State. Sooner or later, that young lady going to realize, oh boy, now I'm the laughing stock of the whole uh, campus because I said yes to a bum. <laughs> Next up on the list, Cartier Cole. I know, man. Shout out Cartier. <sighs> Freddie Bricks, man, he been kind of stabbing at me a little bit, Black. Cartier Cole revealed on Twitter to Freddie Bricks in a one-on-one conversation that Freddie recorded. Shamefully, you, Freddie Bricks, you disgust me. How dare you record Cartier Cole in his pain? And you ask Cartier Cole what's going on. And Cartier Cole, he said it best. Hey, bro, when it's dark, it's dark. <laughs> Man. When it's dark, it's dark. Going down the list further. All this happened on Twitter? Yeah. Oh, man. Going down the line even further. And last but not least, <coughs> LSU. Go Tigers. Don't look like Ed Orgeron going to be the coach there that much longer. A whole lot of things coming out about Coach O. LSU's not off to a great start. Presumably, I don't think they're going to have the best season, academic allegations, a lot of things coming out over there in that program. I'm not speaking on your program, but that's just been what's been given to us. 
Last weekend, rumors had service. Oh, boy, man. Mike Norvell showing out there in Notre Dame. The Tigers might be interested. Come get him! <laughs> you want Mike or Norvell? You want Reverend Mike? Come get him! I want him gone. And everybody says, oh, D, you can't be like that. that y'all just got shot. I want him gone. He can't reach my kids at Florida State. He can't reach them. The kids are middle story. It's cute, man. I'm, I'm happy for that kid. I really am. I saw the story on college game day, and I didn't know that the kid lost his pulse before he went into surgery to fix that gruesome injury. I'm glad that he has a quality of life. I'm glad that he is back doing what he loves to do, but I wish he wasn't doing it at Florida State. I need elite talent. Go look at the Florida Gator quarterbacks. Go look at De'Aaron King. Go look at the quarterbacks who was in the state of Florida and then go look at mine. Go look at the quarterbacks at Georgia, Clemson. Look around us and look at my quarterbacks. I got a miracle story and a kid who can't even play quarterback. He's just somewhat athletic. And all he do is run east to west. He can't even go north south. This is the bottom for me. I said it before, and I'll say it again. I don't support mediocrity. I don't support losing. Call me what you want. But when I was growing up, in my era of Florida State's football, it was one of two things. National Championship or the Sugar or the Orange Bowl. That's where my program was year in, year out. When the last time we had a Heisman candidate? We ain't had one. When's the last time college game days even entertained a Florida State game? Oh, I'll tell you when. Tim Tebow's last game, 11 years ago. And Florida State was trash then, and Tebow don't put 60 on us and sending them on to the SEC championship game. I'm done. You can say what you want. The belief in me? For Coach Mike Novell and his future coaching staff is disgusting. The belief that I have for number 63 being a bum uh, proposing to his fiance after a loss to Jacksonville State while they planting a flag in the middle of the field? <laughs> no, sir. I'm not sitting with it. So I make this vow. I don't care. If, I don't care who you are out there. Do not, I repeat, do not ask me about Florida State. I'll talk to you about Florida State when I read it. And an auto oh, D, you can't be like that. You're, you, you, you do sports. You got your own podcast, man. You can't really be out here being like that. The hell with you. I do what I want. I don't support mediocrity. I don't support losing. And I for sure, for sure, for sure. Don't support being embarrassed by a coach who doesn't know what the hell he's doing. See, there's a difference with Jimbo Fisher when he went 9-4 that year, his last year at Florida State. Jimbo was working with a whole brand new batch of guys. Whole brand new batch! We still went 9-4! <laughs> we still went to the Orange Bowl! <laughs> but Jimbo, obviously seen something, and he left. He went to Greener Pastures. And then we brought in Taggart, and now we got in Norvell. 
These guys are bums. They're not coaches. They're not the man for the job. I'm not believing in another guy who has potential. Because that's what we've been having, Black. Guys who have potential. So until you go get me a real coach, a real leader of men with a real coaching staff who can ignite these boys and really, really turn the corner. Look what Miami been going through. They ain't had a head coach and I don't know how long. And I ain't dissing them, but they haven't. They haven't. They haven't had a head coach. Since Butch left. Larry Coke got a shit. Larry Coke can't get you no championship. Ed Reed, Dorsey, them boys got that ring. That Larry Coker. Could you see what happened to him after them boys left? <laughs> Manny Diaz ain't no coach. Who? Who the coach from Miami? That's what Florida State is. They ain't had one. They haven't had one. Randy Shane, he ain't no coach. He a defensive specialist. I need a leader of men. We got embarrassed. We got embarrassed. And it is what it is. It's our turn at the park, as I stated at the beginning of the show. I'm beyond disgusted. I'm no longer invested. If I catch Florida State, come across my scroll, my bottom of my timeline, if we win or lost, yippee-hee-hee-ha-ha-hooray. I'll be watching everybody else play football this year because there ain't nothing going on in dope. Nothing. If Coach Norvell can turn this around and get these balls on track, <laughs> I'm almost willing to bet my mortgage payment on it that he ain't going to do it. Because one thing that you see, Black, when you see teams on the up, one thing that you, you see fight, mm-hmm. you see grit, you see discipline. Mm-hmm. You see, did you see how Nick Saban was uh, berating the quarterback for Alabama this weekend? Did you see that clip? Mm-hmm. I sure did. You, you see Mike Norvell getting any type of respect like that? No, I see a bunch of patent kids on the helmet. You know, you know what, man? And I hate to say this, D. Mm. And I probably shouldn't say it, mm. but Bobby Bowden is rolling in his grave. Mm. Bobby mm. Bowden is rolling in his grave. It's pitiful, man. Mm. Hey, the joke's on us, bro. Yep. The joke's on us. It is. And it ain't a good feeling. It's so this year is over. Mr. Capone oh, yeah. already. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. It is what it is. Yeah. Still a no through and through. Die hard. Love my team. But I don't love the situation we are in. Mm-mm. I had to remind myself why I love Florida State University so much. I had to remind myself why. <laughs> but this right here, this is not a winning. This is not a recipe for winning. Nowhere in the building. Something got to give. Something has to give. And man, man, oh man. I don't know when that's going to be, D. I don't know how long it's going to take. Huh. But a loss like that, in my opinion, sets you back another five to ten years. My God. My God. Because you, no, you see no hope. You see no hope. No. But the day before. We were just praising a loss. Wow. Like it was the best thing in the world. Yeah, for sure. College game day said Florida State is on their way back after a loss. You know who on their way back, D? Arkansas Razorbacks. You know who on their way back, D? The Virginia Tech Hokies. 
Teams who fight and win and beat top tier teams that are ranked. You don't praise losing. So by everybody at the desk at college game day, you disgust me. I don't want to hear a peep. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't even want y'all to go through the game of Florida State moving forward. This is embarrassing. Man, I know how... Man, the feeling is freaking sucks. Yeah. It freaking sucks, D. And I can't believe this, man, that this happened. Do I always hope for change and hope and believe my team can find a way back? Yes, I do. I've been that way since I was a little kid. My father raised me to be that way as a little kid. Hope and believe in Florida State. Bobby Bowden is going to do this for Florida State. You got to believe. You got to believe in your team. In my house coming up, Bobby Bowden was everything. Florida State was everything. But now looks what it look what it has come to. Look what it's come to. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, we were going to pour out our guts and let you guys know how we felt about the tragic uh, loss on Saturday night. But, you know, like I said before, did it really hurt me that bad? I wouldn't even say I'm hurt. I'm just tired of being embarrassed. And, you know, one thing I can't say to you Florida Gator fans out there, when you guys had y'all coaching uh, Carousel and you had your Ron Zook and all that, uh, who was the other one they had? Jim McElwain. They got back on track. Urban Meyer. Uh, uh, Dan Mullen. They got back on track. They got coaches. They got guys who could come in and coach and get their program above sea level. I mean, Dan Mullen came right in and kept Florida. I mean, I ain't seen Florida below the top 15 as a ranking since he's been there. Mm-hmm. Ain't seen it. We all know what Urban did. Ain't seen it. So even when they blipped on Zook and when they blipped on McElwain, and must champ. Must champ. They find their way back. We on our second straight coach. We have Bobby Spore Rotten. Jimbo got us a chip. Kept Florida State relevant above water. Made us a school that kids want to come to. Look at the talent that came out of there. Look at the talent. And then Jimbo saw something that we all didn't understand. We knew Texas A&M got all money. They gave them $100 million. Florida State could have matched that if they really wanted to. They kept him out of school, but they let him walk. Okay. Then you brought in Willie Tiger. And now you got the Reverend Mike Norvell. <laughs> so hopefully the next head coach, we get somebody who knows how to coach, who knows how to build a coaching staff, and who can hold our kids accountable. I'm tired of the patting on the helmets, like you said. The patting on the back. Hey, guys, let's stay here. Let's stay with it. Let's stay. No, 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 no. I want to see somebody getting cussed out. I wanted to be see somebody benched for not playing their part. I want to see somebody get roughed up because they're not knowing their assignment. What we practice. What do we see in the offseason? Black kids with water guns on the practice field. <laughs> That's what we seen. We seen some dude thinking like he was a cheerleader looking as sweet as he want to be on the, on, the, on the internet. That's what we seen in Florida State. I ain't seen nobody from Alabama doing that. Clemson doing that. Florida doing that. I don't see nobody. But when you go on the Twitter, 
<laughs> There's Florida State at it again, looking like a bunch of lackeys. So we're done here. We need to collect our thoughts. And me and Black, I'll be right back. I know that's going to be a big part of an upcoming card is this, this man. What was that? Macho man Randy Savage? It happened so fast you can't even talk about it. Lucky person, yeah, out there somewhere is going to win a silver cloud. What a lucky, lucky, lucky person. And Tito Santana, if you mm. go to the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship out with the Macho Man Randy Savage and escape with your life and still lose your belt. You are a lucky, lucky, lucky Tito. Yeah, that's what they're going to be calling you. Because comparatively speaking to the Macho Man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Nothing but garbage, Gaina. And I'm talking inevitable. And I'm talking you can't hold that belt with me climbing through the ropes. Gene Okerling right here is a crying towel. And I want you to give that to Tito Santana. Yeah, because things are just popping right now. Things are starting to cultivate. Things are starting to grow. I, I, things are getting real colorful. Oh, look at that roll. Just like the silver cloud Rolls Royce. I, I'm very Top curious. Top of the line. Wait a minute. Randy. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack! Hey, bro, you listening to the sports dance. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on, man. You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk. <laughs> First time for everything. We had to go to a brief intermission. <laughs> so, no, this is not a new episode. This is the same one. This is the same episode. There's a first time for everything, Men Black. Had to kind of get that out of our sisters, man. We didn't want to lead into the National Football League week one, you know, coming off such a a nasty opening. But we had to do what we had to do. You know what I'm saying? And and we would love to hear from you guys. I know there's a lot of laughing out there, a lot of oh my guys, people crying with tears in their eyes about him, how me and Black feel. That's cool. We hope y'all enjoyed it because it's our turn at the park. It's our turn at the part. But we're done with that. You know what I'm saying? We're going to go ahead and move forward to week one of the National Football League. We're going to cover all the things that went down in week one. Now, we know this episode is kind of one day late, but it's cool. Gave us opportunity to watch the rest of the Chiefs and the uh, uh, Browns and the Dolphins and the Patriots. We're getting ready for uh, the Ravens and the Raiders tonight on Monday Night Football. So, we're going to cover all, most of the Sunday day, Sunday games. But before we get started, you know, we'll play y'all favorite theme song, man, which y'all say y'all love a lot. That trap NFL on Fox. Black. Let's get into week one of the National Football League. And boy, what a week one it was, Black. A lot of interesting storylines, interesting outcomes and games. Uh, but before we get started, man, let's go back to Thursday night. Cowboys, Buccaneers. Black, real quick, did you expect the game that you got? 
And how did Dak Prescott look to you as the Bucks prevailed 31 to 29? How did you think Dak looked on this past Thursday? Yeah, I had stated when we were talking about it, the preview show that this game would – I felt like it was going to be a good game. I didn't know what Dak we would see, but I felt like the Cowboys would compete. But, man, to see Dak play like that, man, you yeah. already know what you're getting from Tom Brady. You already know what you're getting from him. But to see Dak, man, play like that, man – yeah. If I'm a Cowboy fan, like I see light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I know that we can only go up from him, yeah. up from here. And then to see him after the game and say we'll be seeing them again, yeah. man, you got to make you feel good as it a did. Cowboy fan. It did, for sure. But, man, the game was great, man. Very, very competitive. Very competitive game. You know, to see Dak throw the ball almost, shoot, well, almost 50 times, a little over 50 times, yep. man. And. Mm-hmm. In this football game, it was very impressive. Receiver, mm-hmm. I, welcome back, Amari Cooper. By God, welcome back. By God, good to see you, sir. Because the Cowboy fans I know, they was about ready to turn you back in, my boy. For sure, return this, return this <laughs> shipping sticker right up on you. I'm telling you, boy. But man, welcome back, man. I know they couldn't use Zeke as how they wanted to use him. But I understand it yeah, because yeah. the Buccaneers weren't going to allow that to happen. And I'm glad you're speaking on that. Yeah, I know they weren't going to allow that to happen. But next week when they play the Chargers, you will see a lot of Zeke. A lot. A lot. You will see a lot of Zeke. That game right there, as we stated, me, Andy stated on the preview show, the secondary is weak for the Buccaneers. It is trash. Definitely the weak spot. Shout out to you, Dak. Even though y'all lost the game, you're, you're a rebound next week. Sure. But man, hell of a hell of a way to kick off the season. Yes. Thursday night football was really, really good. Welcome back, Antonio Brown. Yes, yes. A B showed out for sure. A B is reminding people in week game one that he's still a top receiver in this league. Absolutely. Was the best only three years ago. For sure. Very impressed with the game, D. Very competitive. Both of these teams, I see big things from them this year. I enjoyed the game thoroughly. Of course, me being a Dallas Cowboy fan, I was gritting and biting my lip and biting my nails. We were going tooth and nail. But I tell you the one thing that stood out to me the most, man, Dak Prescott went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady. He went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady. I mean, theoretically, had better numbers than Brady. But, hey, when you lead a goal to a minute and 34 left on the clock, he coming to get that. And that's exactly what he did. Flawless execution down uh, the stretch in that final drive, man. Flawless execution. Um, I want to speak on the Ezekiel Elliott thing. I got a lot of dissing on Ezekiel Elliott. Old Zeke watched up. Well, if you know football and you know the game plan, it didn't cause for Zeke to have the ball 20 to 30 times. It didn't call for that. It did not cost for that. We had to throw that ball as many times as we threw it to hang with that potent offense. Tom Brady then was going for the jugular. They was going for the jugular. <laughs> and if we would have been trying to run the ball and keep things balanced, we wouldn't have, uh, have survived. CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. Going to miss Gallup for a couple of weeks with a high ankle sprain, but he'll be back in three to four weeks. Um, but, you know, uh, Zeke even Zeke played pivotal pause by picking up the blitz. He picked up a lot of big-time blitz uh, when White was coming through there. And, 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 and uh, hey, let me just stop. Who, what's the dude last name on the Bucks defensive line? Who ain't got no tape, no nothing. He's a Samoan. He just out there bare arms. Is it Vinny? <clears throat> I don't know who's oh bro. That that's a dangerous man. He on the offensive line or D defensive line? line for the Bucks with the long hair. Yeah, I think it's Vinny Vetta or something, something like something like that. Vinny Vetta. Look, ah, and I'm, sir, I'm sorry. So you hear me saying the sir, right? Yeah. Sir, I'm sorry for butchering your name. 
But anytime a man come out there with no tape, no elbow pads, no finger tape, he just out there. That's a dangerous man. <laughs> Reminded me of like Tony Saragusa. When he yeah. used to play when I was a kid, Tony Saragusa was a big joker for the Ravens. No tape, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Just going after the quarterback. That joker scared me all night long. But all in all, great game. One of the better opening games to open up a season in yes, a while. Yes. You know, because most of the times it's, it's kind of lopsided. Yeah. It's kind of lopsided. But great game. My Cowboys, they'll bounce back. Tough game in Los Angeles next week. We go see the Chargers, who had a very impressive win yesterday against Washington. But we'll talk about that. All right, Black, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, you know what we got to talk about off the rip, bro. <laughs> That's right. The Jacksonville Jaguars week one traveled to Houston. And none of us saw this coming. And a complete, I guess embarrassment is the word of the day today. And a complete embarrassing showing. Jaguars got their heads bust in by the worst team in the NFL the Houston Texans, 37-21. to 21. Shout out to our Jaguar NFL correspondent, Rashad Robinson. He's a little under the weather. He'll be back with us. He really wanted to get after this take today. But, you know, my guy got to rest up and get back right. So, shout out to Mr. Move Them Chains. But, Black, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Jaguars lose 37-21. to 21. couple questions for you, man. What was your thoughts on just yesterday with the Jaguars? And, two, how did Trevor Lawrence look to you in his debut? Shitty. My God. Ah. Look, man, I was putting a lot of hope in this game, man. I had man. a terrible weekend. <laughs> yeah, same. None of my teams, None my son, my. high school football team lost. Florida State got embarrassed. And now the Jaguars go out and lose same. to potentially the worst team in the NFL. Same. No wins for me either. They're going to get Tyrod Taylor $10 million next year. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor out there looking like a top 10 quarterback against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We spend all this money in the offseason on a secondary and we trash. Trash. Shaq Griffin, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> I don't want to hear no damn Duval from you. <laughs> What? what did you do in camp? I'm just like, man, we spend all this money in the secondary and Tyrod Taylor just picking them apart. Yeah, man. Man, if he was a tight end for Houston, you caught a touchdown. Yeah, man. If you was a running back for Houston, you scored. Yeah, man. God, man. Mm. Tyrod Taylor, 21 for 33, 291 and two tubs. Dear God. Trevor Lawrence had to throw the ball 50 times. Against the Texans. Against the Texans. You know who Aileen Rusher was, D? Tell me, Black. Carlos Hyde, nine carries, 44 yards. Where's James Robertson? Thanks, the guys. I'm just disgusted. It was bad. It was bad. And you bad. telling me it's hope for next week with Denver coming down? You seen them yesterday? The way Teddy Bridgewater pushing people off and th- <laughs> they gonna kill the Jaguars. You told me last week they gonna bring some energy into the Denver game, D. I did, I did, I did. I did. What energy? I apologize, my brother. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, twenty-eight for fifty-one, three thirty-two. <laughs> 
three tubs and three interceptions. Damn. And you know what? He's a rookie. Yeah, rookie. It's suspected. First game. But, man, he made a lot of passes. I was like, man, we ain't never had that. And that 50. <laughs> I think Blake Borders how was 31. But some of the passes he was making, that's the that's what I that's the one the good one good thing I got out of some of the passes oh, yeah. he was making, we've never seen that before. Never in Till and Black. In the history of Till and Black, never seen So passes even like in that. a bad loss, we seen we seen some light. And yeah. we said it. Trevor was gonna have his ups and we downs. Did. Rookie year. Rookie year. Yeah, this is be expected. Peyton Manning throw 28 interceptions his first year. Three and thirteen. Three and thirteen. And now he's in the Hall of Fame. Top five quarterback ever. Ever. Yep. But man, D, something got to happen, man, with this. Where was the discipline? Coach Meyer, you on the sideline hanging your head, shaking your head. Yeah. Look like you're ready to check out after one game. Yeah, like his demeanor was kind of off. I don't understand. Yeah, I, I I thought I was the only one who noticed that. But before the game, I see I see everybody on Twitter. They on the plane. He he ha ha on the plane ride over to Houston. Talk about, man, this is nice to ride first class and the coaches be in the back. Shut up! <laughs> they should have let you call the Greyhound bus back to Jacksonville. Man. D, it's just, I, I can't believe this, man. This is not how was the, the season supposed to start for Houston. Shout out to Houston, man. All three of the running backs. Mark Ingram. David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, they put in the work, man. Against our offensive, uh, against our defensive line, who's supposed to be stopping the run, you stop nothing. 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 A lot of questions to be answered, D, going into next week. Oh, man. Urban Meyer, what can you do? We just don't need a coach sitting on the sideline shaking his head and wondering what the hell is going on. Very disappointed in the Jaguars yeah. on yesterday. Hopefully they can find a way this week, get in practice, get some things fixed going into the game with Denver uh, next on Sunday. Well said, Black. I only have a few a few more things just to add to it. The one thing that you did state, Urban Meyer's energy on the sideline was noticeably weird to me. Um, we know how fiery Urban can be from the college range, even though this is not college football, it's pro football, but I thought his passion would just transfer over to the league I mean, I just didn't really like his body language on the sideline. Trevor's game, look, okay, he threw the ball 50 times in his first NFL start. I don't care if you're facing the Texans or another star team. This is NFL defenses, NFL linguals. You got pro players out here. And Trevor Lawrence, this is his first time in that arena. I give Trevor a C- minus for his game, even though he had three interceptions. And I think he only had one bad pick. That was his first pick at the end of the second uh, second quarter. The overthrow. Yeah, like you okay. just – I mean, the safety was right there. And, and, yeah. I, and I don't know what exactly – He was on the run, too. He was scrambling. But yeah, but, yeah I know, but the, the safety was right there. So, yeah. I know Trevor just didn't see him. You know, because when you look at the over uh, the over camera angle, you I could kind of see what Trevor saw. He saw a one-on-one opportunity for a jump ball with Shark and whoever the corner was over there, but it got picked off. I mean, the rest of the way, I'm, I'm really not really bothered by Trevor. I mean, you just kind of expect that. Like you said, Peyton Manning, 28 uh, interception in his rookie year. Rookies really have a tough time. I mean, the only rookie season that was crazy was what, Dak Prescott's? <laughs> I mean, I really can't think of like many. Oh, I know Lamar had a decent win, and and but Dak started from getting – but anyway, but back to the Jaguars, the defense was pathetic. I definitely didn't expect the, the, the secondary to look like that. Tyrod Taylor was out here looking like prime Donovan McNabb. 
the running backs was at like a true stable out here. It ain't matter who got it. If you was a tight end yesterday, you ate. Contracts going to be given out left and right. <laughs> the new head coach for the Houston, Texas, congratulations, sir. Because you look on the sidelines. Line, side I thought she was a pop one of special teams coach. I said, who was that guy? Oh, that's the head coach of the Texas. What? My dog got a win. <laughs> shout out to you. I can't even think of your name by now, but shout out to you, sir. Joe Culler. Yeah, shout out to you. Jaguars, bad start to the season. It gets real for you the next two weeks. Hmm. You got a smoking hot devil team coming to town, and dear <laughs> Lord, <laughs> the week after that, but them boys is coming down here. From Arizona. We'll reserve that right there. Because what we saw yesterday, boy, Cliffy Cliff and Kyler Murder boys. Yes, sir. This might be the year they really get around the corner. We'll get Arizona in a minute. But overall, Jacksonville, I hate to say it, another opener, another loss, another opener, bad energy, another opener. Where do we go from here? It's supposed to be different. Now, am I throwing in my towel on the Jazz? Of course not. New regime. A lot of new stuff going on. I know fans are impatient. We already spoke about that here. But we got to stay the course. The next two weeks ain't going to be good. Mm. I'm going to be real interested to see what kind of game plan, what kind of fight the Jags show against the Denver team, which I still think the Jaguars can win that game if they play soundly. If they play soundly, they have a shot. They have a shot to win the game. They have a shot. And we'll see. He's going up against a much more vicious mm. defense next week. Huge test with Sertain and Chubb Rock down below and uh, Von Miller. I mean, real interesting dynamic. And I'll be glued close to that screen watching that game next week when Diva comes to town. Jaguars got to do better. Urban Meyer got to do better. I want to see a better showing and a better effort because if you're doing this against Houston and we pencil the Jaguars in to get two wins against Houston. Two. Mm. Two. Two. So that means eight wins I predicted just went to seven. <laughs> the nine that you predicted just went back to eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. But we'll we can't wait the next week to get more insight from our Jacksonville Jaguar correspondent, NFL correspondent, Mr. Moodham Chains. Like I said, he's under the weather. He's getting back right and he'll be back uh to give us his full uh his full breakdown of the Jacksonville Jaguars so far. All right, man, Black, we're going to run through some of these games, man. Like, as you can tell, this is not your traditional sports desk. I know we've been saying that for the past couple of weeks. But some people say they kind of like it like this. They kind of like us getting straight to it, rapid fire. So if y'all like it, we love it. But uh, we're going to go through this week one, man, and we're going to get out of here. All right, Black, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and go to Arizona, man. Mm. I think this was probably one of the biggest shockers of the day with the Tennessee team. Um, man, Cardinals going to Tennessee, 38 to 13. Kyler Murray, 21 for 32, 289 yards passing, four touchdowns. Uh, Edmonds uh, at running back, 12 carries, 63 yards. Hopkins, six for 83, two tubs. Story of the day, Derrick Henry, 17 carries, 58 yards. Black. Are the Arizona Cardinals really that much better? Or are the Tennessee Titans regressing? What did you think about that yesterday? First thing I'm going to say is, D, and I seen you kind of said something about this in our group. If I'm anybody from Tennessee defense, I'm waiting at Kyler Murray bus, my boy. You got to see me. You got you got to. You got to. The things this kid was doing, man, on Sunday, it reminded me of seeing him in high school football in Texas. Did it remind you of Michael Vick? Like, yeah, it did. I'm like, 
<laughs> it was Vic like yesterday. Man. Like I, Kyler Murray, you could tell he worked on his game in the offseason. Yes, you can. He look a bit bigger too, a little bulkier. He worked on his game. D, to answer your question, the Cardinals are better. Yes. Yes. And man, shout out to Chandler Jones. My God. Record shot. JJ Watt, you are a godsend for this man. Yes, he is. You are a godsend because this man went mayhem, my boy. One on one yesterday. One on one. We were supposed to do a top five today, and I had him as a candidate. (laughs) Because he got five sacks already in this extra game this year. Hell of a start. And a defensive player didn't win it. It hasn't won of MVP since 1986. And you know who that was? Lawrence Taylor. And that's how he looked out there yesterday. Yeah. Incredible game. Incredible. Incredible game. I love what I'm seeing for Arizona. One thing that really stuck out with me with Arizona, getting the ball to D-Hop immediately. Early. Immediately and often. Yeah. Get D-Hop the ball. Yeah. Run the ball. Edmonds look good. Man, <clears throat> Rondell Moore out there looking good. Christian Kirk. We had a sighting. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I love what Cliffy Cliff is doing. Yeah. He's getting all his playmakers involved. Yep. Didn't really see a whole lot from A.J. Green. but Time to catch us. It's, it's time to catch us, but what did nothing really pop? Off the screen, be like, man, look at AJ. Yeah. But man, D Hop and the rest of that core receivers, man, they looking good and they running the rock with Edmonds and James Conner backing them up, man. So D Air for me, Arizona has gotten better. Tennessee, why Derrick Henry carrying the ball 17 times? Why he only getting the ball 17 times? I don't know why. What is what what what, what is the problem? You got 21 from 35. For a Tannehill, 212, a touchdown in the pick. And then your leading receiver was Corey Rogers, four receptions, 62 yards. Why we ain't putting the ball in there, La Julio and uh what's AJ Brown? AJ Brown, what's going on? Mike Vraber, what you doing over there? After the year y'all had last year, you step it, step back in this, the very first game this year at home, at home, and look this bad. This is not acceptable. This is not acceptable. But shout out to Arizona, man, on an oppressive win. Yeah. Oppressive win. D, they look, they are ways better than they were last year. Yeah, I, the Arizona's my sleeper team. They're my team to get in the playoffs this year and really make some noise. I saw a complete football team yesterday. Kyle Murray looks better. His IQ is better. You've seen how his athlete, you see how he's trusting his athleticism even more in this game. The, the Tennessee Titans defense ain't no slouches. That's a solid defense over there, led by a solid defensive head coach. But Arizona was on another level. Rondell Moore was continuously <laughs> popping off my TV screen. Kyler Murray popping off my TV screen. Hawkins off my TV screen. Chandler, by God, Jones. (laughs) This team put on a clinic yesterday. I knew they meant business when Cliffy Cliff came up with the all black long sleeve. He usually wore the red one or the white one. Did he have the shades on? Yeah, I I said Cliffy Cliff mean business today. Arizona's been turning the corner. They've been turning the corner. This Cliffy Cliff third year, Kyler Murray's third year. Kyler Murray, like he bolted up a little bit. He like he's trusting his athleticism more. Timely passes, timely runs, and by God, that NFL Madden run that he had yesterday. 
You can't even do that on a video game. <laughs> I like the Cardinals this year. They're going to be a team to be reckoned with. And if they keep going the way they're going, man, they might be a real problem out here. Mm-hmm. Because Lord knows in two weeks they make that visit down here to the bank. And I might have to be front and center. Dang. I might have to be front and center when they get down here to the bank. Shout out to the Arizona Cardinals on a huge win yesterday in Tennessee. All right, Black, let's go ahead and stop by the next game of the day. That was pretty good. Black, what did you think about the Los Angeles Chargers? All right, going into Washington against a stout, really defense that a lot of people are saying is the best defense of the league. Chargers getting a win on the road, 20-16, but the Washington football team loses Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah, man. Uh this is what I like to see that we didn't see from the Chargers last year. Mm-hmm. They were losing close games like they were losing close games like this last year. And now to get a hard fought win on the road against a gritty, tough defense in, in Washington, this is big for Herbert and that and, and those group of guys. So shout out to them on a big win. What we got, Justin Herbert. Uh, just a couple of his numbers. 31 for 47, 337, one touchdown and one pick. Mm-hmm. You had uh Elson Ackler, 15 carries, 57 yards in a touchdown. And uh, Kellen, uh, hold on. Keenan Allen gave you yeah. nine receptions for 100 yards. So <clears throat> they got the ball in, in their playmaker's hands to make plays when they could because this was a really defensive battle uh, this game was. And they made plays offensively when they could yeah. but was able to seal the deal and get the job done. Yeah. So shout out to, shout out to uh, the Chargers, man, on a big win. Yeah. Washington. Man, it sucks, man, to lose Ryan Fitzpatrick in the first game. Tyler Heineke, hey, Cam Newton need a job. Cam Newton need a job. Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera, you know the man. Give him a shot. Got still a Super Bowl. You got a lot of talent. And Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaren. You got that defense. Give the man a shot. I'm not dissing Tyler Heineke because he did some nice things for them in the playoff, playoff game last year when he could. He did. He did. But yeah. if you insert Cam in this with losing Fitzgerald, it could put potentially be something. But we'll see what happens moving forward. But very tough game. Very, very a tough, fought, hard football game by both teams. But uh, the Los Angeles Chargers were able to pull this one out, D. Yeah, I got a new thing that I do each and every Sunday. And we're going to roll out that segment next week. Black don't even know about this. We're going to get by power five games of the week. So I have five NFL games that I have set up in my office while I watch. My five games yesterday were the Seattle Seahawks and the Indianapolis Colts at the one o'clock games. Seattle and uh, versus the Colts, Washington versus Los Angeles, Jaguars versus the, <laughs> the Texans. Uh, I had Buffalo and Pittsburgh, and I forget my. Oh, I had Arizona and uh, Tennessee. Those are my power five games of the week that I watch at one time. And you want to know what game was on the big screen yesterday, sir? You want to know what game was on the big screen? The Washington football team and the Los Angeles Chargers. I think that was the best game outside of Kansas City and uh, uh, Cleveland yesterday. Justin Herbert. Everybody say we got tape on him now. So? So what you got tape on him? (laughs) The boy stood tall yesterday, figuratively and literally yesterday. Mm -hmm. That Washington defense is no joke. I was very impressed by Herbert's poise. His leadership, playmakers all over the field for the Chargers. Yep. Keenan Allen was bossing up on that Washington secondary. Yes, he was. Chase Young didn't hear his name yesterday. Mm-mm. <clears throat> Sweat didn't hear his name yesterday. 
That line for the Chargers held up good. I believe Herbert was sacked once yesterday. Yeah. And shout out to the first round pick, Rashawn Slaughter. Put Absolutely. On a Absolutely. That's why you didn't hear Chase Young's name. Absolutely. <laughs> look, what, look, Los Angeles, the, the Chargers, they're going to be a team this year. That you're going to have to watch very, mm-hmm. very closely. That AFC West is going to be a difficult division this yes, year for the is. Chiefs. The Chargers are better. The Raiders are solid. The Broncos are going to hang around. But I think the Chargers are going to challenge the Chiefs. Can't wait to see that game. But back to this game. Great game. Nip and tuck. Sucks to see Fitzpatrick goes down. But I echo your sentiments. Cam Newton needs to be in Washington on the first flight this morning. I was hoping my headline would go off from Adam Schefter that Cam Newton has been contacted by the Washington football team. Tyler Haneke, salute to you, bro. You're living out your dream. But if the Washington football team want to go anywhere this year, Cameron, no, uh, needs to be on the way there. Great game. Impressed by her. Derwin James, good to see you, sir. Yes, sir. Healthy. Land the wood. Playing some very good pass defense yesterday mm-hmm. as well. Glad to see our brethren, Duran James, back at it yesterday. All right, Black, let's go ahead and get down, man, to Arrowhead, man. <laughs> let's go on out to Arrowhead, man. Kansas City and Cleveland yesterday, 33-29. Chiefs got the win. And boy, oh boy, was the first half and the second half two different games. Black, what did you see yesterday with Cleveland? Let's start with the first half. What did you see with Cleveland in the first half that had you saying the same thing I was saying? Dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> what did you see yesterday with Cleveland in the first half? Total domination, man. Yeah. Your homeboy Chubb Rock. Chubb Rock. I mean, man, they ran the rock down Kansas City throat. Made a few, made a few passes here and there um, with, with Baker Mayfield. Man, in the first half of that game, I was like, uh-oh, we might have something brewing here. We may have something brewing here. Very competitive first half. Total domination by Cleveland in the in the first half. Chubb Rock was toting that thing. I mean, them holes will open up big. I was like, well, what's going on with Kansas City defense? Yeah. They had some missing players yesterday. They did. They were missing players. I understand it. No Tyron Matthew. I understand it. Mm-hmm. But, man, Chubb Rock was toting that thing, D. He was. First half, he was dominant. <laughs> so I was like, man, it, 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 it's crazy. Leah, Tub Rock, 15 carries, 83 yards, two tubs. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield went 21 for 28, 321, one interception. Come on, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta throw some touchdowns. I know Chubb Rock was doing his thing, but one pick and a costly pick at that D. So costly. the first the, the the first half was really dominated by the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, Cleveland came to play. Shout out Stefanski, man. He had those guys ready to go. Baker Mayfield looks better. Mm. He looks more confident. You could tell Savansky is letting him throw the ball. Mm-hmm. 21 for 28. 21 for 28 ain't a bad day. It's not. 300 yard pass ain't a bad day. Do you need a little bit more when you play Kansas City? Yeah, you do. But that Cleveland defense was really bottling up Kansas City yesterday. No real big plays in the first half. No real big plays by Kansas City. Uh, uh, Mahomes was on the run. I know that offensive line is still gelling. He wasn't sat in the first half, but he was on the run, mm-hmm. running for his life. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, good sighting to see him back. He was kind of stifled in the first half as well. I think overall, going into that second half of that game, I think most of the football world was like, wow, the Browns are for real? And is Kansas City starting to dial back? But then the second half started. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. God, talk the to sec- me. The, the, the second half, it's just like you just sit back and be like, we we seeing it again. 
it's 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 becoming it's becoming like you when you see Brady, you you just know it's coming, and you starting to know it's coming from from Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, man. he's going to make a play to get that energy going. Yeah, man. Now to start it off, you you come out and then you get the ball. I mean, I love the way they went to Kelsey. They was Kelsey wasn't to be found much at all in the first in the first half. No, but they came out and get got him the ball. Get Kelsey the ball. Kelsey scores that that touchdown late in the third to kind of get the energy going. Get the energy going. Then we get into the fourth quarter and man, oh man, oh man, Mr. Pat Mahomes. Man, my homeboy. I have never seen a quarterback, not even the great Peyton Manning and Tom Brady the goat. On the run, cross the body in the middle of the field. I mean, man, like this kid just can do it all. He do whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants to do. And man, the way the energy they was able to get back into that game, man, it was amazing to watch that happen, man. But great comeback from the Kansas City Chiefs. This is why they're one of the top teams and one of the picks to get back to the Super Bowl once again. And they showed that again against Cleveland. Cleveland fought hard. Cleveland was ready for this game. They de- their defense was game. But they can only hold on for so long before that kid come. They can only hold on for so long. But shout out to the, uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs, man, on the comeback win yesterday. When you got your foot on their throats, you got to crush them. Yes, you do. You seen what Tampa Bay did to them in the Super Bowl. They had their foot on their neck and they did not let up. Kansas City outscored Cleveland in the second half, 23-7. Mm. 23-7. Patrick Mahomes went dummy in the second half. They had four positions in the second half. Touchdown, field goal, touchdown, touch, touchdown, 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 field goal. <laughs> and an amazing acrobatic pass over the body, as Black just stated. Touchdown to Tyreek Hill, peace sign. <laughs> this is who they are? Yeah. This is what they do. How much better can the Cleveland Browns play? And even with a chance to win the game, when Baker Mayfield had his opportunity, he throws a bad interception. Kansas City wins an arrowhead. Baker has improved, but you can't make that throw. You can't. That was a bad pick. That was a bad pick. He just didn't see the safety coming down, and he picked them. And he picked them. Will Cleveland be okay? Yes. I expect Cleveland to go 12-5 and this year. That is a well-coached team. They run the ball well. They got a solid quarterback who doesn't like he's going to make many mistakes. And that defense is rocking. That defense is rocking. They got a very good secondary. Even Mm -hmm. though Tyreek went dummy on big plays, but Tyreek was kind of bottled up, man, if he wasn't going down the field. Yeah, he was. Travis Kelsey was kind of bottled up in that first mm-hmm. half. They lost their starting safety due to some foolishness on the sideline uh, where he pushed the assistant coach. Uh, I think it was Glenn Lewis, his name, he used to play for the Eagles. They threw their starting safety out in the first quarter. I didn't like that because Glenn Lewis pushed him first. He pushed him first, and then uh, old boy pushed him. Uh, Ronnie Harrison. Yeah, and they threw him out. Mm-hmm. I ain't like that. I mean, they, y'all yeah, gonna I didn't throw like him that out? either. Yeah, I didn't like that. Tell yeah. me he was the second one to retaliate. And. Yeah, you ain't finna push me. You ain't finna push me, and I ain't gonna push you back. <laughs> I guess because Harrison almost decapitated the man's yeah, he head did. from his shoulders. <laughs> but anyway, great game yesterday. You couldn't ask him better. Kansas City getting the win, setting up for a great season for the Chiefs. Cleveland, they're gonna be just fine. Those two teams definitely could meet again in the playoffs. All right, Black, we're gonna make a couple of more stops. You know we gotta go out to Buffalo, my boy. You know I've been saving it for you. You know that's your team right there. The Buffalo Bills took a loss yesterday. 23 to 16 to the revamped Pittsburgh Steelers. I said it last week, Black. I said I got a funny feeling in my stomach 
Those Steelers going to have a lot to say this year. And boy, what a big win. Going to Buffalo, 23-16. Steelers win. What would you think about your Bills yesterday? Uh, Wasn't, man... Uh, the Pits, first of all, I got to get a shout out to Pittsburgh defense, man. God. Uh, TJ Watt and them guys was balling. They was ready. They paid him just in time, didn't he? Just in time. <laughs> and he got he got his money worth yesterday, boy, because yeah. he was causing havoc, causing Josh Allen havoc. Josh Allen went 30 for 51, 270, and one touchdown. That's not good. That's 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 not good numbers, you know, for balls. MVP candidate, and in my opinion. Balls. And 51 balls, like, like that's not good. You had Singletary, 11 carries, seven, 72 yards. Stephon Diggs, 9 receptions, 69 yards. Why are you not getting the ball and throw to him more than that? I know I, you got to get this man, find a way to get this man the ball. <laughs> that defense, man. That Pittsburgh defense was stifling. And, 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 and it is to say, Pittsburgh didn't play the best in the first half. They did. You know what I seen yesterday from Ben Roethlisberger? Ben Roethlisberger, he picked his moments. Mm-hmm. I know when I really need it most. Mm-hmm. And he came out in the second half and delivered. Big Ben was 18 for 32, uh, 188 and uh, one touchdown. Had uh, Nigel Harris had 16 carries, 45 yards, and Juju Smith four carry. I mean, uh, four receptions, 52 yards. So they 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 got it done in a whole lot of different ways. D defensively a little bit from offensively. Big Ben's made play. Big Ben made plays when he needed to. So shout out to them for adjusting in the second half. And find getting in the end zone and not allowing Buffalo to do anything offensively. Good, big win for Chief. I mean, big win for Pittsburgh on the road in Buffalo. Like you say, D, it could be something going on in Pittsburgh. The way they playing is the way this defense look. And once that offense come along, big big catches by uh Clay Chase Pool. What's what's Claypool? Clay, Cl- Chase by, Claypool. Yeah, Chase Claypool. Big big time catches. So yeah, shout out to Pittsburgh man on a really really big win up in Buffalo. Old school game yesterday. Yeah. Nasty, hard-hitting, tough environment. Old school black and yellow Steelers making their presence known. Mike Tomlin. I said it last week. If I had the opportunity to play in the National Football League for one game, one game in my whole life, and suit up for one coach, I want to suit up for Mike Tomlin. You saw on the sidelines yesterday him be a leader for his team. That's what I was hoping to see out of Urban Meyer yesterday. But I didn't see that. I saw it in Mike Tomlin. Big Ben, he is what he is now. But the thing is, Big Ben ain't making no mistakes. Mm-hmm. He's not going to make the mistake. Can Pittsburgh win like this? Sure they can. Shout out Joe Hayden. He notices his last year, his deal. Joe Hayden, he keep playing like he playing? Key pass breakups on Stephon Diggs yesterday. Yeah. He going to get a contract. Those Steelers linebackers, that defensive line, they were well represented on yesterday. I love the the way Josh Allen was on the run. T.J. Watt. <laughs> I mean, wreaking havoc. If it weren't for Chandler Jones yesterday, it'd be T.J. Watt day. Because mm-hmm. he really disrupted Josh Allen by himself. I ain't going to say by himself, but he was the one breaking through, getting him on the run. Total solid letter from the Steelers. Believe it or not, I did pick them on my little pool that I got in. I picked the Steelers to upset them, and I got that pick right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I just got a funny feeling, man. I think Big Ben is out for redemption. I think he won a right the wrong of last year. You're not going to see the you know the 5,000-yard pass from Big Ben. No. 
You're not going to see that. I think ben, ben, Big Ben understands his role. He understands what he needs to do. Get the ball into his young playmaker's hands. You got to stir the defense and watch out. Mm-hmm. Watch out. Pittsburgh still a sneaky team in that AFC North. All right. All right, Black. Last game on the slate that we could talk about. Is there anything you Oh, We got to stop here for sure. The Green Bay Packers and the New Orleans Saints led by our homeboy, <laughs> Mr. Eater W, Crab Legs himself, Davis, Winston, and the Saints come down to Jacksonville, take on the Packers, and get a 38-3 win. Let's stop by and talk about Jameis Winston, man. Five tubs. Huh? Hey man, look, I said it. I said it. People were like, man, I don't know about, I don't know about Jameis being the quarterback in New Orleans. Man, have to come and do him with Drew Brees. They all oh, look. <laughs> it's a reason why Drew Brees said what he said on Sunday Night Football pregame. Yesterday. It is. It is. Well, I found what they were looking for. Yeah, we did. They've been missing that for a while. <laughs> they found a deep ball. Sean Payton, shout out to you. Shout out to Shawnee. I said it. I said, if you get this kid with a head coach, it's going to hold him accountable. It wasn't nobody to hold him accountable in Tampa. No. Sean Payton has got this kid rolling. Beautiful day. And to tell this kid, don't get in a rush. Don't get in a rush. Take your time. If it's not there, throw the ball away. You get it back the next pay. And that's what we've seen from Jameis. Just some numbers from Jameis. And D, he only threw the ball 20 times, D. That's 14 crazy. for 20, 148 and five touchdowns. <laughs> Listen, he threw the ball 20 times, minus five. Five of those passes out of the 20 was touchdowns. So he had 15 passes yesterday. I, <laughs> Sean Payton is a genius. This is all Sean Payton. It is. This is Sean Payton putting his Great putting his players playing. in the right position. Great game And playing. man, that New Orleans defense. Oh, they ain't lose nobody. Everybody back for them. Man, this how you know it's real. Lattimore came back out that thing with a cast on his hand and still was balling. Locked Devontae Did, Adams. Didn't uh, let him do nothing. And then got paid when the fourth quarter was over. <laughs> Extension. $73 million. Oh, I know he got paid. Right after the game. Dang. Right after the know game. It. Right after the game. They paid him. $73 million extension. Cast on his hand. Locking up Devontae, your number one receiver. <laughs> Dear Lord. Hey, shout out, shout out to the Saints, man, on a very, very impressive, dominant win. Wow. We only got three points from Green Bay. D, you said it. You said you would think this would be a dumpster fire this year for Green Bay. Yeah, man. Aaron Rodgers is not locked in. He is not. He on the sideline look like, man, I'm ready to go to the house. (laughs) The ponytail, dog. That's how you know he ain't locked in. The ponytail. This is awful from Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, 15 for for 28, 133, two interceptions. That man got 1.32 points in fantasy. A.J. Dillon was the leading rusher. Four carries, 19 yards. Wow. Aaron Jones, where the hell are you? God awful, man. Devontae Adams, five five receptions, 56 yards. Shout out to you, Mr. Lattimore. Shout out to you. Let me hold a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Alvin Kamara, 20 carries, 
uh, 83 yards. And uh, Damian Harrison, I hope I ain't messing your name up, brother. Two receptions, 72 yards, and that long bomb for Jameis at the end of fourth quarter to end the game. And Jameis just gave that look to the sideline like, yeah. I'm back. Yeah. I'm back. Total domination by the Saints. Man, we could be seeing some big things for them. Those that pick against the Bucks didn't got me feeling too bad. Now I think we're gonna have something brewing here. With no Michael Thomas yesterday. <laughs> With no Michael Thomas. With no Michael Thomas. So we could have something here do to D with New Orleans, but let's see how this continues to go on. But big time win. Uh first game for uh Jameis Winston and New Orleans Saints. Green Bay is absolutely pathetic. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers was trash. Devontae Adder was trash. All that hoopla and all that noise in the offseason. Them boys ain't riding for Aaron, man. Mm. I watched most of this game yesterday. When I seen Jameis come out in the first two drives, I was like, man, he kind of moving pretty good out here. Remind you, this Green Bay Packers team won a division 13-3 NFC Championship appearance last year. One, drive, one pass away from going to the Super Bowl. And Aaron Rodgers got the nerve to get up here after Jameis freaking Winston dissected them like a frog in biology class <laughs> and sit up here and say, it's one game. We have 16 more to go. You're talking about a team who was in the NFC Championship two years ago. Shut up! We know you're great. We know you're a legend. But you ain't keeping it real, Rodgers. You ain't. You are faking the funk. And that whole situation in Green Bay got everybody looking stupid. The general manager should have traded you to Denver when he had the chance. You believe in drawing love so much, why you ain't playing him? That head coach is scared for his life. He's scared for his life. McNaggy, he's scared for his life. The Packers were utterly atrocious. I did not expect Lattimore with a cast to lock up Devontae Adams like he did and then got paid as soon as the fourth quarter hit triple zeros. <laughs> Exceptional win by the Saints. I'm rooting for the Saints this year. I like the story. I like the buildup. I like Jameis. I'm a Jameis guy, of course, duh. So I'm rooting for Jameis to do well. He's been waiting two years. Mm-hmm. 5,000-yard passer, 30 touchdowns, 30 picks, and a man wasn't a starter in this league for two years. Number one pick in this draft only five, what, five, six years ago. And I'm happy that he's getting his chance, and Sean Payton is the right coach for him. Yep. Deep ball central. <laughs> 20 passes? 20 passes. And out of those 20 passes, five of them were touchdown passes? Great win by the Saints down here in Jacksonville. And shout out to Sean Payton, too. The Saints had the opportunity to go anywhere they wanted to go for a stadium that was available to play. He did his research on Green Bay. Where would the fans be less likely to travel? Down to Florida. They didn't show up. More Saints fans in the building than Packers mm-hmm. yesterday. What's Aaron Rodgers' toughest state to play in? Florida. Florida. He's not successful down here in Florida. Voila. Victory <laughs> for the Saints. 38-3. Who's a dome team themselves. Yeah. So great scouting by Sean Payton, man. Great scouting. All right, man. So we're going to run through a couple more scores and we're going to get out of here. Yesterday, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Minnesota Vikings had a very interesting game. Joel Burrow, Jamar Chase. Mm. All that talk about dropping passes in camp, but that don't matter. <laughs> The game is what matters. Get used to that. Joe <laughs> and it looked Burrow, like LSU, Chase. didn't it? It did. <laughs> Jamal Chase, Joseph Burrow, get used to that combination. What the hell is up with the Atlanta Falcons? Oh, man. Dear God. And I hate Philly. But let me tell you something. Jalen Hurts wasn't playing yesterday. He wasn't. 
30, 32 to 6 in Atlanta? Man, Matt my, my Ice look old, man. Matt Ice should have been the first man, plane he ticket out old, of here. Oh, man. I, and I hate to say it because I like Maddie Ice. I like Maddie. But, man, shout out shout out to Hurts and Devontae Smith, yep. man, for a nice, nice game they put nice together, game. man. Nice game. Defense, you said defense look kind of old time. It looked pretty good. They did yesterday. Got DeAndre, uh, I mean, they got Sweat yep. out there on the end. Mm-hmm. And another guy, can you think of his name, Hightower or someone yep. like that. But they look got a nice little pass rush yeah. on that defensive line going on. So shout out to those guys in Philadelphia, man, on the big win yesterday. For sure. Going back to Cincinnati, they won 27 to 24 in overtime at home against uh the uh Minnesota Vikings. Seattle Seahawks chucking along, chucking along 28-16 win over the Carson Wentz-led Indianapolis Colts. Good to see Carson Wentz make it out there for week one. You know, he had got that foot injury. They didn't know how long it was going to be out, but he was out there. Mm-hmm. That Seattle defensive line really bothered that Colts offensive line, which was kind of shocking. Now, yeah. I know they're missing their starting center. No, he played. He Quinn Nelson played. Oh, okay, I didn't yeah, know he, he played. played in that well, game. great showing by that defensive yeah. line uh, for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Great game plan and dialed by uh, uh, the head coach for the Seahawks. Uh, uh, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Pete yeah. Carroll. All right, a couple more games down the slate. The Miami Dolphins, 17-16 win, spoiling the debut of Mac Jones. Bill Belichick's got to be pissed off somewhere with all the fumbles that took place in New England. Mac Jones, and Mike, my bad. Mac Jones didn't look bad. He didn't. He looked solid. They should have won that Your game. Your playmakers got to hold on to the ball. Turnovers. Yeah. Turnovers killed him. Yes, the Denver Broncos, 27-13 over the putrid New York football Giants. They look bad. They look bad, and now the Giants have a decision to make. Do you do you re-sign Daniel Jones? The answer is no. He ain't getting no contract, bro. The answer is no. He'll yeah. be a backup somewhere like Mitchell Trubisky. You go ahead and pay Saquon and let him ride. You got to. He ain't nobody there. <laughs> All right, a couple more games on the slate. Those Los Angeles Rams. Black. <laughs> hey, what I told Black. I feel real good. I'm, I'm feeling good, D. Black. <laughs> that defense last night. Number five and nine to nine. But five look good out there, boy. Five look good. And you know what I saw last night? Dunbar was telling me about it in the group chat. They letting him roam around like he back in college. Mm-hmm. He just roaming around. And you don't see that he in the ain't league. Stand, he ain't staying on one side. You don't see that in the league. Yeah. I said, Jalen roaming around. That mouthpiece out there dangling. And is it me? Are, are them Rams uniforms the cleanest? The cleanest thing. They oh might my. have, a, they they might might have, have the hardest the combination of in uniforms this year. In the league. Yeah. Damn. I mean, nice. Hey. And Matthew Stafford. Man, oh man. Man, let, let, let okay. me say this real quick, D. I know we I know we moving fast. Sure, sure. Oh, Matthew Stafford can't run on he can't throw a pass on the run or rolling out. Screw you! <laughs> Bombs away. Bombs away on your head. Bombs away. Matthew Stafford looks good Sensational. in L.A. Sensational. It looks right. It does. It does. It fit. It looks like it's going to fit. McVay, you are a genius. Great Give coach. up them two picks for uh Matthew Stafford. Great coaching. This offense is looking different, D. That was one of the reasons why I picked them to get to the Super Bowl. Because with that defense and Matthew Stafford running this offense, that's exactly what you need. Man, receivers that were scoring touchdowns, I didn't even know for the Rams that the Rams had. Matthew Stafford is the answer for this offense. And if they can just get the running game to come along with it, people are going to be in a lot of trouble with the Rams. Jalen Ramsey, everywhere all over the field, making big hits, picking jokers up off the off their feet. 
slamming him into the into, <laughs> into the ground. Man, I love it. I love what I'm seeing from the Rams. Total domination against Chicago, man. I love what I'm seeing. Man, I can't wait to week three when Tampa get down there. I mean, go up there. Man, that's going to be something to see. But yeah, man, shout out to the Rams. Shout out to Matthew Stafford on an incredible debut with the Rams, man, on the big win. Andy Dalton. <laughs> Take your 10 mil and go to the bench. Take your 10 mil and go to the bench. Justin Fields need to be starting immediately. You saw the difference in the offense when he was in the game last night. Do you feed Andy Dalton to the Wolves? Sure. Go right ahead and feed him to the Rams. Let them do what they're going to do. I forget who they got next week. They got a tough opponent next week as well. Just let Andy, Ma- Andy Dalton get mauled and send him to the bench and let him have his $10 million. The Bears are not a good football team with Andy Dalton. They could be better with Justin Fields. That's just fact. Let the kid play. Why stun his growth? I know you gave Dalton $10 million, but you gave him $10 million to get you seven wins? <laughs> I think Justin Fields can get you another win. I think Justin Fields can get you maybe two more wins. Athleticism, you can't buy that. You can't buy athleticism. Sometimes, instead of throwing an interception, moving your legs and getting on field, that might be, might be a great option there as well. Yeah. But enough of the Bears. Number five and 99. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine to Matthew Stafford. I saw it last night, and I ain't going to lie. I was critical of the move when the trade went down. I really wasn't too sure. But that's why I'm not a head coach in the football in the National Football League. That's why Sean McVay is. He's seen what he needed. Jared Goff got him as far as he can go. Hell, they got to a Super Bowl. Hell, they almost won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but his offense calls for down the field bombs. <laughs> and did we ever see it last night? Did you see the energy of that team on the sideline when Matthew Stafford made that touchdown pass? Jalen Ramsey, they all on the field going crazy. They look locked in, mm-hmm. synced in. In in week three, by God. <laughs> when the Buccaneers and the Rams play, don't try to contact me because I'm not available. I will be focused on that confrontation with the Bucs and the Rams. Great win for the Rams last night. Love their uniforms. Love number five. Nine and nine is dominant. Matthew Stafford looks right. Shout out to Coach McVay and the Rams for getting the job done last night on Sunday night football. And last but not least, you had the 49ers somehow, someway, let the Detroit Lions back in the game, but they held them all 41 to 33. So star for Garoppolo, but solid game for Garoppolo. They look like they're going to be just fine in San Francisco. All right, so tonight we got the Ravens and the Raiders. Monday Night Football closing out week one. Real quick, Black, who do you like to win this game tonight? Oh, man, this is a tough one. I, I, I'm expecting the Raiders to look to look a lot better than they did last year. Yeah, for sure. Baltimore dealing with a lot of injuries, man. Run game. In the, in the run game. And then you lose Marcus Peters for the season two with an Best ACL corner. injury. Best corner gone. But I think Lamar should be able to get, to get this done. One thing I want to say, Lamar. <laughs> Real quick, D. Sure. Lamar. Hey, look, man. Go holler at my boys down there at Clutch, man, and get your deal done. Get your money, bro. Tell your mama to go sit on the beach, sip some margaritas with the little umbrellas. <laughs> and chill out. <laughs> she don't need to be in there with them big wigs, man. You get the money, man. Go get them boys at Clutch to get your deal done. Go to Rock Nation Sports or something. Get your bread, MVP. You finna have the money to pay these boys. You trying to keep all the money in house, but they ain't getting it done. He should have had that deal, man. 
Now we have another Des- another Dak Prescott type of situation with Lamar. God. Lamar should have been had his money before Josh Allen got his money. Facts. And I know Baker Mayfield but not get paid before him. Lamar, if you just so happen to hear this, you just my so brother, happen to hear this, go in and call them boys, man. Call somebody. Clutch waiting. Rich Paul, he available. Rock, not, Rock Nation, they waiting. Yeah, Jay, he available. Somebody. Get, get, somebody, get, get somebody to get in that office and get your deal done. Get your break. Mom Dukes ain't going to get it done. It should have been done, man. Them people, for them to come out and say, D, yeah. the deal is in place. We're, we have a, we have, we're busy in talks, but it's one thing holding it up. He doesn't have representation. Yep. Yep, so that this morning. Lamar, you have to get this done and get it right. Or you will not be getting paid, sir. Yeah. I just had to say that D, this gotta this has to change for Lamar. Cause we playing with fire on him on this football field and no deal done. Yeah, it sucks, man. It really it was really disheartening for him not to get his deal a unanimous MVP. A unanimous MVP <laughs> in the unanimous. last year of his rookie deal. Last year of his rookie deal, unanimous MVP does not have his money. He's still playing on, I think he get like $5 million this year or something like that. That's atrocious. <laughs> Horrible. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and, and Kirk Cousins and all these boys got all this money. But a unanimous MVP is on a rookie deal because of representation issues. <sighs> and then he comes out today and says he's not focused on the deal. He focused on football. Well, you need to be focused on your deal. <laughs> Yes, you do. Get your two hundred million or whatever it's gonna be, because you're gonna get paid. You made all the credentials: first team All NFL, Pro Bowler, MVP. They got to pay you because you met the criteria. He's getting two hundred North. <laughs> Better get more than Josh Allen. So I'm not really sure what the holdup is, and it's kind of discouraging a little bit. It's kind of discouraging. Hopefully, we'll hear something after this first game. But I just pray the Angels are with Lamar. Man, I I don't want nothing to happen to Lamar. And I hate that I'm even saying it because I will feel bad if something happens. You know, I ain't going to do that. Lamar, get your money. This is a violent game that you play. Yes, it is. And them boys on the, and them other uniforms care nothing about you because you make them look foolish every time you run. So, hopefully, he get his deal done. I like the Raiders tonight. To win by three points, they cover. The spread is 3.5. Like the Raiders, at home. Watch out for Waller at tight end. I expect a beast game from him exposing that secondary down the field. Yeah, I'm going to I'm I'm roll with Baltimore tonight. I think Lamar, Nate Andrews, they get that they get the job done. I don't think uh, – I don't believe the Raiders are going to have an answer for Nate Andrews. I think okay. the tight end has a good game. Okay. They got this nice young running back who's been turning heads in camp. Sure. Hopefully he can come in and give Lamar a little something. But I, I like the uh, Ravens in this football Keep game. Keep an eye on Henry Ruggs for the Raiders. Keep an eye on Henry Ruggs. Speed, speed, speed kills. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr, Henry Ruggs, watch out over the top tonight. All right, man. So we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Episode 138 of Sports Day. Start for the day delay. You know what I'm saying? But we had to do a couple things and make sure we get y'all right. So hopefully I enjoyed the episode. I'm pretty sure we'll get a lot of comments, a lot of reviews and stuff heading our way. All right. Bring it on. Me and Black already. All right. Twitter, Instagram, you know where you can find us. I'm Desiree L. Hicks Jr. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram. Don't forget the RL Sports IG page if you want to leave comments there. Black, where can they find you? Yeah, y'all can find me at BlackNL3 on Instagram and Twitter. Man, y'all hit me up. Let's talk about it. Yes, yes, yes. All right, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll be back in a few days, talk more college football, more NFL, and not so much of Florida State University. You guys take care of yourselves, and you be well. And don't text my phone. You know who you are. (laughs)